There's something about healthcare that is just so meaningful. Uh, it just it just motivates me and it keeps me grounded. And I wake up every day sort of celebrating the blessing that I have to be the CEO of such a great company. Well, folks, I'm not sure it gets much better than this when it comes to having a guest on Compass One Connections, because today we are joined by the CEO of Compass One Healthcare, Mr. Bobby Cute himself. Bobby, fantastic Bring to have you on. on the show. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty fired up, I can tell. We finally got you on Compass One Connections, and we couldn't be happier. Bobby, you've been in this business a long time. Talk to me a little bit about how you got into the business and how you got all the way to the point where you are now as CEO of the company. Oh, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I uh, I grew up in a family that my father was a physician and my mother was a nurse, so all of my summer jobs were related in some form or fashion to healthcare. Um, our household was an, a uniquely caring environment, so I immediately got into the caring part of healthcare. And my whole career has been in healthcare, but it started initially with American Hospital Supply, which is now Baxter International. Had a great career there. Um, had a few uh, a, a few stops in between rejoining Graham Crothell at uh, Crothell Services Group in in uh, 1999. I was going to say that was a while ago, right? Yeah, right. 1999. I, I had worked with Graham previously at uh, Marriott uh, in healthcare related businesses, and uh, joined the board of the company, and then became a full time employee in 1999. And then, as most people know, Compass acquired Crothell in August of 2001. Okay. And Graham transitioned, and I became the CEO of Crothall. And then five years ago, um, can you believe it? It's five years ago I that know. we celebrate at our, our Compass One anniversary. Uh, I became, uh, you know, worked with Compass, and then five years ago, we decided strategically to to intertwine, if that's the right word, more right. closely Morrison and Crothall into one unified but specialized entity. And I, you know, I was fortunate and lucky enough to be asked to do that job. Let's talk a little more about Compass One Healthcare. What was it like when you first tried to bring those two together? And then what's it like now, five years later? I got to tell you, it was daunting, but exciting. It was, it was uh, invigorating. The, the first thing, the first few things that I did um, when, we st when we brought the two companies together is I met with a broad range of people from, primarily from Morrison, because I knew a lot of people from the Crothall side. And it was just remarkable to me that both cultures were very similar in nature, but yet we had not established a real trusting kind of relationship with each other. We were working on different um, P&Ls and different capital, uh, different ways to treat capital, et cetera. And just gradually building trust, really. Building trust among divisions was amazing. Um, and it was just, it's just been so exciting to see it happen. And, you know, it, it wasn't a solo act. There, there's thousands of people that sure. made this come together. Sure. And the remarkable people that worked directly for me were at times uh, somewhat critical, but always supportive of, of our journey. You said trust. In your opinion, is that the key factor in making the success of Compass One Healthcare to where we know it today? Is it the trust of the internal employees or is it the, what is it that is the success? It's, it's trust around... It's trust around feeling comfortable to share. Well, let me give you a good example. Okay. When Compass One came together, 
we shared a Morrison service with one Crothel service. We had a hun- uh, roughly 100 cut joint customers. Okay. Today, five years later, we have 365. That's phenomenal. It's, it's amazing. And when you break it all down, apart from some of the operational incentives that we're providing our folks, et cetera, it really comes down to the on-site teams and, you know, middle management feeling comfortable to expose themselves and to risk the unknown by bringing in another service. And trust only comes by building a relationship. That's right. Spending time with individuals and getting to know them and uh, feeling comfortable that they have their mutual backs kind of thing. One of your ways of doing business, you personally, is you're in the field so much. Like you love to go see people and go interact with people and watching them do their job, talking to the clients. Why do you feel that's such an important part of your job as CEO and what do you get out of it? Um, I'm almost getting emotional when I think about it. I'm that's thinking okay. of some of my last visits to like recently to the University of Chicago and just being blown away by the, the humility, not only of our managers, but of our frontline associates and how they um, really have a, a, an amazing caring spirit about the tasks that they have to do every day. I mean, a lot of people um, view the services that we provide as sort of non-glamorous, maybe the low man on the totem pole kind of services. Right. To me, I think they're so essential and so critical to how a hospital runs and the importance of keeping a clean and safe and um, safe environment. And also food heals. I mean, it's what, it, it's what Morrison's passion is about, That's right. providing food in a healing and caring manner. For me, though, being in the field is so energizing because, I mean, everybody says they're people, people, you know? That's right. <laughs> I really like being around people. I found as I've gotten older, those people that sort of zap energy from me, I at times <laughs> like to avoid them, but <laughs> most people give me energy. That's good advice, and, right? <laughs> and and it's um, in, a, in a crazy way, the motivation for me and, and other senior leaders in our, uh, in our company there in the field is it it makes you really appreciate the blessings that you have when you look, when you're around um, the people that we care for, the patients, some of our, our um, uh, employees that are maybe less fortunate than others. Uh, it, just, it just motivates me and it keeps me grounded and it makes me wake, ever, uh, wake up every day s- sort of celebrating the blessing that I have to be the CEO of such a great company. You know, it's, it's really sort of an amazing feeling. Yeah, I can imagine. I can only imagine. The collaboration of the Morrison Crothel coming together, what does that mean for the client? What does that really mean when, it, when you talk, when your sales team goes into a hospital and they sell it through and a new client comes on and joins on with Compass One Healthcare? What benefits do they ultimately get from that collaboration that you've seen? The, the um, interesting dynamic in our marketplace, and, and I think, or I know that, um, the, the folk, uh, Gary Green, in reality, the gentleman that I work for, was so brilliant in bringing the two companies together. He timed the market perfectly. Um, it used to be that clients didn't, healthcare clients didn't want to put too many eggs in one basket. Mm. Now, clients, we, we have some clients that are 200 plus million dollars in annual revenues. Uh, unheard of. Um, the value of these 365 customers that have joint services, Compass One services, 
is that if our people are rowing in the same direction and are communicating collaboratively and are, um, I'm not saying necessarily having excessive formalized meetings, but are really feeling the spirit and the culture of Compass One mm-hmm. and have each other's back through what we talked about through trust, it's so much better for the customer. You've got, it, it, it's sharing, it's sharing responsibilities, it's sharing know-how, it's sharing, um, sharing uh, nuances that, that might, might help the, the incumbent service as well. It's just teamwork. It's teamwork. And there's nothing better when the, when the teamwork and everybody is working together. And like you said, rowing in the same direction, pulling in the same direction, it's a whole lot better. Yeah. Everybody involved. Definitely. Bobby, what are the biggest challenges that you see in going forward with Compass One Healthcare? We're in, a, we're in a crazy market. I mean, we've been growing compounded annually over the last five years, about 8%, which is much faster than our competitors, which is something that we're proud of. We can't be complacent. Uh, we can't get too comfortable. Um, but the marketplace has been a bit crazy. Uh, there's been, um, I, don't, I don't know the exact number, but numbers of hospitals closing over the last couple of years. I think somebody said 70 hospitals have closed in the last two years. Okay. So it's financial duress of some hospitals, some that are existing customers and some that are hopeful customers. Um, it's the whole issue of wage legislation uh, whether it's um, the socialist platform that some people are, are proposing and, and increasing minimum wage to right. a rate maybe um, or, or a living wage uh, in some situations. It's trying to attract the right frontline associate to our business and, edu- and maintain them and maintain them and educate them to what the real life experience in a hospital environment is going to be. It's third-party consultants that are using uh, catch-all data and proposing to potential customers or existing customers of ours in this case, you know, that that there are some potential savings. So they'll encourage the customer to sort of shop the market. I mean, those are all like industry challenges. Internally, our challenge is is to keep ourselves focused on providing the best operational delivery and excellence that we can. I would say nine out of 10 times that I'm meeting with COOs or CEOs of hospitals or even with our people, that one of the most consistent themes is, is they want us to provide the best possible service, whether it's the cleanest hospital or the best maintained clinical engineering equipment or the best food in a timely manner. They want us to just provide our basic services in an exceptional manner, you know? Right. That's why in 2020, we're launching even more so into a back to basics. Let's stay really focused on delivering. Um, not, not that the bells and whistles aren't important to us right. in enticing new business. But and keep every, it simple and just be great at it. Be great at what we do every yeah. day, you know? Yeah, fantastic. What do you feel like, Bobby, do you foresee the future of Compass One Healthcare? Like if you had a crystal ball right now, where would you say you'd see the future in the next five? Now, now that we're on the five-year anniversary, five years from now will be our 10-year anniversary. Where, where do you kind of foresee it going? Probably a little bit slower growth. Still okay. the market leader. Still an, an amazing culture um, with people that care about each other, with unbelievable support from Compass. Compass brings us so much strength and support from not only from some of the back office functions, but just in the capital and the resources. 
I, th- I think if we stay focused on our, our core mission, can-do attitude, high integrity, high right. values, um, always keeping in mind that the, the, our, our true customer is the patient and keeping them at the center of our purpose and ensuring that, you know, whether it's length of stays, them get out of the hospital quicker, um, doing everything in, we, in our power to ensure that there aren't um, readmissions due to infections, et cetera. Um, I, I just see, I see, the, I see the future very bright. A lot of people say I'm overly optimistic. <laughs> I, I want to be very realistic, though. Yeah. It's going to be challenging. Sure. It is a tough market. But I think we're, I think we're uniquely positioned with, uh, with, with where we are. And, and uh, look, we, Morrison has 800 customers in food, and Crothel has uh, almost 600 customers in housekeeping. And then we have another couple hundred customers in clinical engineering and um, 70 or 80 customers in um, POM and, and patient transportation. Tons of opportunity for cross-selling. Tons of opportunity. And if we continue to work our MCC program and our collaborative initiatives, um, I I think that's going to continue to fuel a lot of our growth as well. And there's some room in there for organic growth as well too, right? Big time. Yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. We're growing, I think, um, 25% of our business this past year in 19 came from um, efforts of our cross-selling. It has been higher than that in past years, but um, this past, in in, uh, 19, it was around 25% of our new business. What fires Bobby Kute up every morning when he gets out of bed to come to work? I love the energy that I get from being around people and trying to help them through things, I, not not in a nosy way, but just acting in a caring, being caring about whatever their needs, specific needs might be then, you know? I mean, that really does drive me and motivate me. And there's something about healthcare that is just so meaningful. It creates that that spirit of caring and passionate passion and purpose for me, really. I think the key word that you keep bringing up every time we ask you questions about that, Bobby, is people. And I just, I've been firsthand in the field and seeing you interact with the people and just the smile that you bring to people's faces and the, just the pride that you instill in people when you walk into a room and talk to them. And there's, like you said earlier, it just amazes me to see you, whether it's the CEO of a, of a hospital or it's the frontline associate that's serving lunch to the people, you treat everybody with the same integrity, you treat everybody with the same love for them and what they do. And I think that, I know that just trickles down through the whole organization. It's sort of like the golden rule, isn't it? It I mean, is, it, Bobby, it really but a lot is. of people I mean, in, this, it, in this world don't understand that or don't oh, get I that, and you do, and, and it, I, I think it trickles down to everybody throughout the whole organization as being a people-first kind of person that you are. And, um, and maybe, maybe I am idealistic. You know, my, my, my father always told me, um, you know, it takes as much time to be nice to somebody as it does to be mean to somebody. Yeah, well, you do a great job of it. You do. Well, and I'll thanks. have one more question for you sure. before we put you on the hot seat. One more question I, I, the for The last you. podcast <laughs> have scared me about the question. I'm not sure about the question. What's the one thing, Bobby, in your 40-year career in healthcare that you're most proud of that you've achieved? It can be personal or, or company, but what's the one thing that you've achieved in 40 years in healthcare that you're most proud of? You've but done a lot. You've done a lot. It's always cool to me. Um, to reflect on my earlier management jobs and seeing how if you create the right structure and culture and right, work hard to create the right work-life balance for 
your people. And work-life balance is, I mean, I know that's an edgy subject because my work-life balance is probably different than yours or my expectations sure. around it are different. Sure. But it, what, what's been really cool for me is um, watching the career growth of so many people that I've either managed or been a part of managing or involved in their life. And it gives me like this unique pleasure or intrinsic pleasure to you know, know that I played a part in not only their career advancement, but in their ability to, you know, provide for their families and support their kids when they go to college or whatever. And I'm not trying to be utopianistic here because I'm, I'm just one person. But I mean, just if I had to really drill down, the one thing that probably gives me the, the most pleasure is just watching um, people grow and not only in title, but just in maturity. I mean, even a lot of the people, I mean, the Tim Pierces and the Dan Gaddies and the Bart Carrickers and the Tom Roccobaldos and Mike Barners, people that I've worked with for many, many years and that I respect deeply, it's been amazing to see them grow as well. And I, I think I've had just a small part in that, but it's, it's just so rewarding. That is a perfect answer. And now it's time for some more answers oh, as I God. put you on the Compass oh, One Connections hot seat. <laughs> don't ask me. All. I, I, don't, <laughs> I got some good questions for you, Bobby. We're okay. going to get to know Bobby Cute, CEO of Compass One Healthcare, a little better, and I'm going to put it one minute on the clock. Okay. And just have to answer these questions as honestly and truthfully as you can. Are you ready? Yep. Are you sure? Positive. You look a little nervous, <laughs> <Try>. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about the, no, I'll keep uh, the backlash no, here. Yeah. It'll be good. Here we go. We're going to start the clock. Okay. Where did you go to college? Um, I went to undergraduate school at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, and then I went and got my MBA at uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, favorite movie of all time, Bobby? Favorite movie and of be all honest. time. <laughs> I like The Wedding Crasher because my wife and I both enjoy I love Owen Wilson and uh, Vince Vaughn, and uh, that movie just resonated with me because my wife and I enjoy crashing when appropriate when we can work in a free dance at a wedding kind of thing. <laughs> If somebody could play you in a movie, who would it be? Pierce Brosnan. Favorite way to relax and unwind? Oh, uh, being on the beach, um, rocking in a rock. I love rocking in a rocking chair. I love being on the lake. Favorite band or group of all time? The Eagles. And that was 60 seconds. Oh, okay. I got some more questions for you, though. You want to go a few more? Let's <laughs> I talk, go a few more. I talk too much. You're too good at people, this. I hope people got to the end of this thing. Favorite you know? type of food to eat? Um, I come from a Middle Eastern background, so it's Middle Eastern and or um, uh, Asian fusion. If you could have dinner with three people, living or dead, who would it be? And this is your last question. Uh, could I stretch it? My yeah. wife, my daughter, my mother, and my father. Bobby, I have to tell you, it's been a pleasure having you on Compass One Connections. Like I said earlier, I've seen you in the field. I've been around you for five or six years now, and I think I speak for everybody in the Compass One family when I say that you are a genuinely good person. You should be very proud of that. And thank you for joining thanks, us on the thanks, show. Thanks, and thanks for everyone that listened. To, if you got to this point, <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm sure a lot of people got to your point. You're entertaining. Thanks a lot, Bobby. We enjoyed having you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this special installment of Compass One Connections. As always, please be sure to rate us on Spotify or SoundCloud and check out all the other episodes in our library. I'm Tommy Kane. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.